Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of VR Download. This is our hardware and industry news episode for the week. And then later in the week, we do a games and what are we playing episode. So welcome to all of you. And uh, my name is Kyle. I'm the host today. And with me. Hello, everyone. Ian Hamilton here. Thank you for joining us. Well, we've got a lot to talk about in this episode, and I'm pretty stoked to uh, hear some of Ian's hot takes on some of this. So let's get right into the first piece of news. First thing today, Oculus Quest 2 gets PC VR, AirLink, 120 hertz tracking, and desktop support. Facebook's latest update to the Oculus Quest software will add an AirLink mode to play PC VR games wirelessly alongside other major new features. Uh, is this... Um, is this the, uh, the 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 update we've all been waiting for, Ian? I mean, is yeah, this, we're, we're literally waiting we for it. This? I don't know who out there has it. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm keep checking my quest every day to see if it's got the update, and uh, it's not. And it's obviously a, it's such a big update that we kind of need to have it on our quests before we really impart to our readers and our viewers out there how to actually do all this stuff and. I look I look on the YouTube related videos and it's just an endless stream of people talking about all the things you can do with this software that they probably don't have on their quests yet. Uh even the people making the videos. So uh as soon as we actually get this software on our quest, we'll actually be able to uh run through what you can do and how it compares, you know, virtual desktop versus airlink and how those different things uh stack up because uh we obviously had a pretty uh pretty significant quote there from Guy Godin in our story about this um, where uh, this is obviously a very similar feature to virtual desktop uh, but virtual desktop is going to do some things that AirLink isn't out of the box and I know uh, Guy is planning a lot of updates for virtual desktop over time uh, but it's still going to be a pretty big hit to uh, his efforts that uh, you know it's it's going to stop a lot of people from buying it if they can do a lot of these things out of the box, which obviously is great for the consumers at home who can do this stuff now out of the box that they couldn't before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the comparison between AirLink and uh, virtual desktop, there's been a lot of conversation uh, online that I have seen about it. And, uh, you know, I think that there are uh, draws to both options in, in terms of uh, what possibilities, what what options and features there are. So I'll be curious to uh, to see what a thorough examination of those two products next to each other, uh, what what kind of results we end up with. I'll be very curious yeah. to see that down the road. Yeah, and then there's uh, obviously the desk, yeah. the desk, and the virtual office. I mean, the one I'm really excited about is I already, I already have the, I think it's K830 or 3i. I can never remember which number it is, but mm-hmm. the Logitech keyboard that has the trackpad on the right side, keyboard over here, that's now trackable by the Oculus headset. And so you lay it down on a table, you walk over to it, grab it, it sees where it is, and uh, you can basically have it follow around with you and type on your keyboard and see the keys through your headset. Uh, and, and have a, a real office experience. And that's as soon as I get that on my headset, I'm going to try writing a couple stories. I've already done that uh, numerous times, uh, written a couple stories from VR, but it's always a huge, huge chore. And the last time I did it, the keyboard was really the, I was able to hook up that keyboard to the headset, 
but not being able to know where it is was the thing that kind of made that a terrible experience. So waiting mm-hmm. for that to waiting for that to get fixed. Yeah, you know, having a keyboard within the Oculus ecosystem is uh, is is pretty special, really. I mean, there's been numerous times where I've tried to do searching and tried to do some uh, web uh, type of VR. Uh, experiences and and unfortunately you know the the whole hunting and pecking through because it's not like you could just stick your fingers on a virtual keyboard out here and it's going to be accurate uh it's it's unfortunate that um that you know that input input maybe input is still hard i don't know i don't know oh no we lost ian that's all right well i'll keep you all he's reconnecting now i'll keep you all occupied uh so you know, PC VR games, being able to play those on uh, your Quest 2 is pretty important considering it's got the oomph necessary to do the PC VR stuff. You just have to have a way to properly connect it. And sometimes that wire just, it feels like you're taking a step backwards in time when you do go to a wired uh, PC VR situation. So the idea of having the wireless is obviously a big draw and it kind of pushes us forward into that uh, that new generation of VR. We don't want to still be tethered to anything. Uh, you know, the other things that, you know, the 120 Hertz, Ian, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious about that because when that first was announced, uh, I remember internally we said, oh, wait, wait, are there any titles that actually do have 120 Hertz? And then they, slowly they've been rolling out. What, what do you know about yeah, all that? There's the two table tennis games, Racket Fury and Eleven have it, and then there's Cubism, which obviously isn't a very intense game. Like there's not a lot going on visually with that game. It's just a, a handful of blocks in front of you that you have to position. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be the type of games. I'm su- actually kind of surprised that the two table tennis games were able to do it because I guess, I mean, I guess maybe they're not graphically crazy, but they're physics crazy. Like they're they've they've really got to have amazing physics in there. And so maybe mm-hmm. that's just they're able to utilize the processing power just right to you know have the physics well, focused on one thing and the graphics aren't. You know, from it. a development perspective, uh, most of that game is static. So the, really the only thing that's moving is the ball and you with your paddle. Uh, you know, are, there's so there's 11 and there's Rocket Fury. Uh, I know you are a big ping pong fan, Ian, uh, as am I. Uh, we have not had that experience yet of me and you playing against each other but i think 120 hertz finally you can keep up with me so we might have to <laughs> uh we might have to have a little challenge there and and showcase that live for everyone wait, i'm wait, really wait. curious how how it affects the feel of a game at that intensity because that the, the makers of 11 i've talked to them and in particular they call out table tennis as perhaps like the pinnacle of of uh stressing tracking quality like if you Mm want to check that your tracking quality is top notch the speed in a in a paddle hit is just off the charts and being able to like you know hold the ball here toss it up come under it all the spin that's in there the the subtle little Mm -hmm. spin in addition to just smashing the ball from you know starting over your head and bringing it down there's just so many little use cases there in such a short little space that's like if you really want to test tracking, that's how you do it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'll definitely uh, stay tuned, everyone, for uh, the day when Ian and I have our table tennis tournament. Yeah, it's going to be good. You need to watch that. Uh, okay, so 
yeah, version 28 uh, rolling out sometime soon to some headsets someday. Maybe we'll get it and then we can go in and turn on all the uh, all the beta, all the beta stuff. You got to turn it all on. So uh, I don't know, Ian, I know you're very excited to jump into our next uh, topic. Are, oh, are, yeah, are you ready? Are you big ready? one. I've I've been listening to Andrew Bosworth and Ed Carmack, you know, it John Carmack, Ed Carmack uh on Twitter <laughs> nonstop and it's there was so many juicy things from that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well then let's do it. Here it is, the new the next news piece for today. Facebook, no Oculus Quest Pro in 2021. That's a no. Focus is on Quest 2. Facebook will not release an Oculus Quest Pro 2021 uh, or in 2021, and Quest 2 is expected to be in market for a long while, according to the company's head of virtual reality. And I have a feeling you're going to be hearing Ian's voice for quite a long time, so go ahead, Ian. All right, I'm using Heaney's newest abilities where I can cast images up here. So uh, we've got a very important quote here from... Uh, Andrew Bosworth, the head of VR over at Facebook. And the quote is, for those of our audio-only listeners, is, I expect the incentives to be for developers to support Quest 1, absolutely. And to your point, that's him speaking to John Carmack. And to your point, let's find it. We don't think it's too expensive to do that. And you are unlocking, you know, Seven figures of additional users who could potentially buy your software, which is a pretty good deal when you can get it. So the formal answer, this is a, the, the context of all this is, should you develop for both Quest 2 and Quest 1 or just focus on one? All right, so the formal answer is that we may eventually allow developers who have really high-end apps to target Quest 2 alone but our very strong recommendation is to support both. And that's actually what we expect to have happen based on historical norms. But Quest 1, you're unlocking seven figures of additional users. We can now uh, pretty confidently say that the market for Quest 1 uh, was north of a million um, north of a million headsets out there. Somewhere below 10 million. Uh, that's obviously a big gap there between 1 million and 10 million. But for the first time ever, I think, out of Facebook, we have uh, a significant statement there on the size of the market for the original Quest. Now, uh, of course, you put that in context of how Quest 2 is doing, where they are saying that Quest 2 is outselling all other headsets, including Quest 1 combined. Then you start getting the sense of just you're talking multi-millions of Quest headsets out there. And now we're we're on the path to five and ten million. You know that's that's where we're waiting for the next big thing, is when Facebook basically comes out and tells us that uh, they've got that many out in the market. And I, I think we're on that path here. Uh, let's see what we've got on the comments here. If there's anyone, yeah, wait, there's still one, one million quests. All right. So to be clear here, he's saying, oh yeah. So I think he's saying that uh, you could potentially reach at least a million quest owners if you are a developer and make your software for the original quest that's a pretty big one um and 
elsewhere in this um, conversation. So what happened was last Friday, uh, Bosworth and Carmack basically held an AMA on Twitter. They solicited questions from Twitter users and then basically had a, a spaces conversation. And the brutal thing out there for our readers who love listening to John Carmack speak is there's no archive. Uh, the Twitter Spaces platform doesn't save the conversation yet for you easily to go back and listen to. But luckily, I did have my phone recording uh, the entire conversation. Uh, I missed a few minutes of it because I kept I kept saving my recording to make sure it actually saved correctly. I didn't want to lose uh, all <laughs> 40 minutes it. or whatever. Uh, so there's a few minutes there in the miss in the middle missing. Um, but uh, another thing, another portion of this conversation, uh, I love it where where Carmack says something to the effect of, "We're so close to mainstream, mainstream that we don't have to obfuscate the numbers anymore." And he he's literally coming out here and saying, "Yeah, I know. In the past, we've kind of." been uh hand wavy on how the numbers for vr have been going and now we're at such a point where we're actually getting confident in these numbers uh pretty 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 big That's you know the first I, one. I i i, I wonder yeah. sometimes you know support for quest one are, are we going to start to see the quest one sort of kind of like backing up into the shadows like the rift s and mm, it's not the same it's not the same it's 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 gonna i mean it's gonna get there eventually but it's a it's a situation here where it's the same operating system underneath it's still based on android and what they're coming out and saying in this quote the the rest of the quote uh is that Officially, you're still doing yourself a service as a developer to try to reach a million plus people on those original quests. Keep in mind, they just recently brought the quests back for $200 a pop. You could go and get a refurbished original quest. Mm -hmm. So they're, it's not just eating away at those numbers. The, the Rift S is dead, right? It's, it's slowly leaving sh store shelves. Uh, you won't. It's already gone from store shelves, but you will not be. It's getting harder and harder to get week after week. But that thing hasn't been added to in years. It, 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 basically, the moment it got out there, they maybe updated it a couple times, and then it's 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 not getting updated. The with Quest Two, we do still get some vague language on from them on uh, whether features are going to make it to Quest Two or sorry, to the original Quest. They're coming to Quest 2 first, but they're still going to try. It's, it's in, these, in this conversation with them. They're still going to try wherever they can to bring whatever they do on Quest 2 to the original Quest. Uh, what, I, what I really wonder if they'll do it, is, is somewhere down the line here or, or pretty soon is really try to take those original Quests off of people's hands and maybe give them a discount on a Quest 2 if they go and... Uh, turn in their quest ones because I do think the the other quote here in in what they've said that's so significant is that uh, quest two is going to be in the market for a long long time. So uh, here's the other here's the quote that you, you should all pay attention to here. Um, let's see, 
All right. Andrew Bosworth, the full quote is, people are also asking about the Quest 3, which doesn't exist yet. And everyone who is listening to us who is a reporter, there isn't a Quest 3. There's only a Quest 2. I love that he specifically addressed he us and you the out, other reporters man. out there. Now, we, we never – we don't we – we can't blame us. We didn't do anything wrong. We, no, he – what he did was in an AMA on Instagram earlier this year, uh, someone asked a question about Quest 3, and he responds. He specifically responds, oh, a, a Quest Pro? You're asking about a Quest <laughs> Pro? And he winks at the camera. So he names a product that doesn't exist yet. And everyone else is out, out there assuming there's a Quest 3. So there's headlines out there saying, Quest 3, when does it arrive? Uh, how much is it going to cost? And, like, there's nothing. It's just complete conjecture. But here's this uh, – here's Andrew Bosworth out there basically hinting that they're very, very, very serious about wanting to do a Quest Pro, which is probably we'll, – we'll get into that in a second about what those features of the Quest 3 might have. All right. But rest of those Andrew Bosworth quote. People are, people are also asking about the Quest 3, which doesn't exist yet. And everyone who is listening to us who is a reporter, there isn't a Quest 3. There's only a Quest 2. But I did hint at an AMA earlier this year about Quest Pro because we do have a lot of things in development where we want to introduce new functionality to the headset. Here, let's put this one up. Uh, here we go. We want to introduce new functionality to the headset. He, let's see, along the kinds that people theorize that we would want to introduce, and that's a little ways off still. It's still not going to happen this year. So no Quest Pro in 2021. For those who are curious, Quest 2 is going to be in market for a while, for a long while, and it's going to be, you know, I think the best bet for the most accessible way to get into VR and have a great experience. So in just these few statements here, Facebook is telling you, don't wait on the Quest 2. It's going to be out there for a long time. It's not going to be replaced soon like the Quest 1 arguably was. Um, and he's also telling us that if you want something with more features, it's not coming this year more or less. Uh, the thing that we can have uh, a fun part of this conversation is about we want to introduce new functionality to the headset. We actually kind of already know what things they're thinking about, and those are from Mark Zuckerberg's mouth quite recently where he's suggesting he wants face tracking. And uh, there was even a comment elsewhere in this AMA where uh, uh Bosworth may be pushing for a depth sensor on a Quest Pro. So right now, the hand tracking that we have on the Quest headsets are all optically uh, tracked. They're using machine learning and figuring out what our hands are doing from these four uh, monochrome cameras that are on the corners of the headsets. And uh, you can't do things like this. I can't put my hands in front of each other. They One hand disappears. But uh, if you go and try a HoloLens, it'll be a little bit more robust, uh, I think, because it's, it's got a depth sensor on there. So uh, what we hopefully can do in a Quest Pro is do that sort of thing, where you put your hands in front of each other. And 
uh, Mark Zuckerberg himself saying that he's really interested in eye tracking and face tracking, that's going to take these avatars to the next level where I can actually make facial expressions in VR and have them broadcast over the internet to someone else. And they'll actually be my real facial expressions, not just a computer figuring out what they are. Do you, do you think, and, and correct me if you, if you don't think this is true, but do you think this whole thing about, you know, he mentioned the quest pro and now he's saying, don't expect that or don't expect a quest quest three. Do you think a decision between that first comment and this stuff here, do you think, like a backpedal occurred or was it never planned in the first place? It was just, as he said, an interesting idea. Um, in another part of this Q and a session between Carmack and Bosworth, they, uh, more or less suggest a couple things that Carmack thinks they just need to make a more comfortable version of quest Two. that the next headset just refine everything that they're doing with Quest 2, do it a lot better, bring down the weight, make it more comfortable, uh, just do everything you're already doing, but better. And the back and forth is more or less suggesting that Bosworth is pushing for something quite a bit more with uh, the next headset, the, the, this Quest Pro, this mes- mythical Quest Pro um, that, that we're we're probably going to be due for probably sometime next year, I would bet. I mean, maybe that's being too aggressive with it, but I I imagine that they won't want to uh, escape 2022 without introducing this headset. I would be really surprised if they if we get to, you know, April of next year and he says, you know, Quest Pro is still a ways off. Um, it's not going to happen in 2022. Uh, so... The question is whether, you know, how do you build on everything that the original Quest does or the Quest 2 does and make it even better? And these are the types of things that would add quite a bit to the experience. If the hand tracking gets considerably better than what you've got with the Quest 2, if the avatar connection working from home stuff where, you know, I can, we could have a a discussion, a very intense discussion as two coworkers. Uh, looking at a document together and I kind of go, hmm, and I make this certain expression that that you would recognize or that would come across to you. Mm-hmm. But this avatar system, the, the ability of the current headsets to pick up that expression is just moot. It's not there. And obviously there's the facial tracker that you can attach to headsets from HTC that is sort of moving in that direction. But again, that's not going to be the same as if this stuff was integrated into the headset itself. So the, you know, the quest pro could very much be their, uh, headset where you need to get work done in VR. And they're actually going to push, uh, push for it in a, in a really significant way. Um, but back to your question of whether they backed off or changed their plans. Um, there's a chip shortage. That's another part of our, that we're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. But we, it's hard for us to tell whether, uh, you know, how their product plans are affected by this chip shortage. I think from, from a, you know, I don't think there's a faster chip than the XR2 right now that they can really go use off the shelf. And so uh, that's, you know, they're kind of like sitting with the best that they can right now. And that's why it's going to be in, in market for such a long time. At least they didn't say, well, there's no plans for an XR3, but an XR Pro is possibly next year. (laughs) So uh, Qualcomm did say that if they do an XR 
two or what, the next chip that we can expect from Qualcomm might be like an XR2 Rev2. They actually Qualcomm specified that XR1 and XR2 are classes of products out of Qualcomm. And XR3 would be like another class of product out of them. And they're more or less arguing that that's not the way that their naming scheme is going to work. Sure. And in Rev2, I, I, I support that naming convention fully. I do. So that's awesome. Uh, anything else with the <laughs> Carmack uh, Bosworth convo? Oh, Onokazi. So Boz is finding out that he can't be anything uh, but a press release when trying to interface with the public because every offhand comic or comment or look or breath will be taken apart. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's also by design on his part. I mean, he, he goes on uh, Instagram AMAs and he chose to do this spaces uh, conversation with a, uh, a, a ho- you know, host, a, a co-host on the spaces AMA of, in John Carmack. So, uh, you know, he, he knows what he's saying um, and he's learning, I guess, on the fly, who's going to misrepresent uh their statements and who's actually going to dig in and really provide a, an accurate portrayal of the things he says, you know, he, he, he knew what he was doing when he winked at the camera and said quest pro in response to a quest three. And people still kind of like went off the deep end thinking that he is, you know, confirming a quest three when that, when he, he literally calls the product by its name uh, that he, he probably envisions it becoming. I want to point out Gerald, just said uh, during the next AMA, I'll ask if he regularly reads Upload VR. You do that, Gerald. Uh, I'll be looking forward to that answer. Yep. So what else, Ian? All right. Well, I've got <laughs> I've got six pages of uh, quotes here that I've I've transcribed from this interview so far, and there's still maybe like thirty minutes of this thing to get into. And uh, those are these are the ones that the ones that I put up here on the screen are the ones that are sort of uh, first on the list of of, of things to to discuss. Um, I'm still digging in and need to get through the rest of the stuff because it was just there was so much information in here. Them going back and forth uh, that it's it's really useful. Um, they talked about Airlink. At another portion of this. So we have to get back to Airlink and talk about what they were saying. Uh, originally, they, they are discussing and have been discussing the idea of a little dongle that you attach to your PC and can manage the wireless connection between your Quest headset and the PC. And uh, the, the discussion was they basically have arrived at this place where they think they can provide a good enough. Uh, virtual desktop has been a big part that you know Carmack specifically comes out and says maybe maybe to put that that debate to bed because a lot of people are sort of like we saw it in our comments uh people responding to Guy's uh quote where he was uh expressing uh, he's he's talking about Facebook copying um features um and when you read the way Carmack puts it here uh, it makes a lot more sense for the way Facebook uh, viewed this feature and, and the necessity to include it as a built-in feature. Uh, Carmack saying, I always pointed to the virtual desktop work where we have an existence proof. I kept saying literally, right this very second, there are thousands of people 
using that and getting value from it. Clearly, it's okay. So this is, again, one of those things. The right thing happened in the end. It's all good. We're not requiring it. So they, they said they basically were going back and forth on whether they needed to have this dongle to provide a to ensure that you have a good enough experience and kind of virtual desktop it's, it's almost sounding like virtual desktop kind of proved them the that the people using virtual desktop proved to them that the experience was good enough for them to do it themselves is is way the way i'm reading this um so uh, the end of this quote, uh, if we get lots of people using this and it looks like there's a market for it to do some higher-end boutique dongle that improves performance a bit. So there's the, the indication there that maybe they'll do a dongle if they think that there's a market for it. But uh, right now, you know, they're in this place where how many people are going to use these headsets in a completely standalone mode and never use the PC? Is it is it going to diminish year after year? and? Uh, the people that actually want to use the PC, are they okay with the current Wi-Fi experience? They don't actually need to go. And uh, like there's the, uh, Bosworth, I think, says this in his quote where he, uh, he essentially says, um, most of the people who have the high-end PCs probably also have the high-end Wi-Fi. So they don't actually need to uh, ensure they have this great experience. So it's kind of like the overlap between these two groups of people, people who need a dongle and people who are used PCVR are like uh, not the same groups. You know, I'm reminded of the HTC uh, wireless solution with that Y gig card that I stuck in my computer with that antenna that sat on my desk and needed line of sight and all that. I'm not really sure how many people uh, did that, wanted to do that felt the need for it i don't i don't know uh i know that my own personal wireless streaming experience through virtual desktop i've never tried to break it i've always just used it for what it's capable of doing so uh you know the idea of having another piece of hardware it's something else that it's got overhead it needs uh you know uh, it requires another factory to produce another piece of hardware, which packaging and shipping and all of that nonsense. Software update is much simpler way. And if it provides just enough to get you where you need to be, because I, I feel like Carmack is a big fan of that. I feel like he's a big fan of it's just enough to get you where you need to be. And good enough is good enough for him in, mm. in a lot of cases. I, I don't know. That's just my perspective. If you, I I need to go through like I'm still digesting it and see what he said. But he he, uh, well, let me get into this last quote from him on the metaverse. He has this amazing comment about the metaverse, and I think a, a lot of different companies come to mind when I read this uh, comment. So uh, Bosworth brought up this comment says, uh, "Do I think native apps will become the metaverse or the web or some combination?" So uh, Carmack gets into the metaverse in response to this question brought up by Bosworth. And, and Carmack's comment is, quote, this is actually something where for the first five years at Oculus, I really fought to keep us from attempting to do the metaverse because I just expected it to be a disaster. I expected it to be a honeypot trap for architecture astronauts. Oh, I, it's something I've never I've never heard that sentence before, and it sounds so mean. Um, 
even though it's, you know, just a description. I expected it to be a honeypot trap for architecture astronauts. Everybody wants to design the metaverse as this infinitely flexible thing. And those discussions just always wind up being pretty far divorced from sort of on the ground user value that I'm always on about. So that's, that's, I think, going full circle with what you're saying. Carmack is looking for on the ground user value that I'm always on about. When people want to design a system flexible enough to do anything, then it's not doing any particular thing particularly well. And I've always thought that systems like Fortnite is in many ways closer to the metaverse than anything we have in VR. Fortnite, Minecraft, Roblox, these things are set out to be games, and they built things that people love. So I have a bit of an issue with kind of even considering naming things as an attempt at the metaverse is usually a waving red flag for me. I think it usually signals that people aren't concentrating on the right thing. I don't want it as a strategic goal, really. I think of Magic Leap. I, I, I can't help but hear Magic Leap brought up throughout that entire quote. I think of, uh, if you want to point to a paragraph or a paragraph and a half that kind of describes uh, the the difference between Magic Leap and Facebook, I think you're going to find it right there in, in what Carmack just said. You know, I got, uh, I was in a very deep conversation with someone and uh, online recently, and uh, I said something very profound, and I screenshotted it so I could repeat it on the show today, and you just gave me the perfect segue to it. Uh, in, in terms of the metaverse, stop trying to make the metaverse happen. Just let it happen. It, it, it will happen naturally. That's the easiest and best way to end up with a metaverse is to stop trying to make it happen. Just let it happen. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. I think every time you say, oh, this is the new metaverse. Oh, this is the new life. Oh, this is second life. Oh, wait, no, second life is a product. Uh, it, stop trying to make it happen. Just let it happen. And people are kind of going off on the on on the the copying thing that Facebook does. And, you know, I, I don't. No, Facebook sees, you know, it's it's what competitors do. You see something that your users want, you build it for them, or you buy it, and you know that's what Facebook does. And uh, it's it's really tough that like uh, what that means is anytime Facebook builds something, they're going to uh, you know they're going to take from an idea that maybe already exists and they're going to build it on their own system and and make that other thing uh less appealing to people like it's 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 not like you, you, the people bring up your uh the the, mm -hmm. the Oculus Move uh service that existed before Oculus Move you know who wants to give their um credentials away you know like I always have this issue um, with it's a really complicated situation with these headsets where like uh, Guy, Guy was brought up in this conversation with Bosworth in another area where uh, if the pass through API was, you know, if it passed through was somehow given to all developers, all developers could do some really great things with it. 
And virtual desktop is one of those examples where uh, he could really get access to it. And at some point in this conversation, Bosworth points out that he DM'd uh, Guy and told him, yeah, that's that's pretty much coming. You don't have to kind of ask for it any longer. We're going to get on top of it and get you this API. And so when I see these conversations about people sort of fighting about Facebook copying things, you know, Facebook is providing things their users want, and they're using data to drive the, the construction of that. It is a really unfortunate situation for, uh, you know, things like big screen, where uh, sooner or later, I, I, I as a user want to sit with my friends and watch a movie, even if we aren't in the same state. Like, I want to sit down and watch a movie together. And that means that big screen one you know sooner or later is going to be competing with what facebook is doing and uh does that mean that facebook copied them and killed them on purpose well it's it's it gets in this really tricky area where it's like i, I it's hard for me like I, I can't take sides i'm right in the middle of this where it's like um in in lots of situations facebook more or less comes to these developers and says uh we, we got to acquire you or we got to, we got to duplicate what you're doing or, or, you know, like we're already duplicating what you're doing. Um, come help us, speed us up. And it's like, that's incredibly disheartening if you've been at this for many, many years. And now your thing is just uh, getting uh, duplicated by the big, big uh, developer in the room. You know, the, the person who's throwing out billions of dollars. So, um, it's this, the comment from Guy that we published on our site is kind of pointing out that this is going to keep happening again and again and again, where if you have a popular app on Facebook's platform, all you know, Facebook is looking at that data too. And, mm-hmm. and, and as soon as they see the popular app on their platform, they're going to go, hmm, should we be doing that ourselves? I mean, it, it is it is still a true uh, statement to make that imitation is the highest form, or no, yeah, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Uh, if you're doing something good and people are copying you, then, but you still have to maintain your value, and that's that's kind of where the rub is right now. Is how does the original maintain its value? I mean, if you look through all the uh, times where the original doesn't exist anymore, but uh, but the uh, imitator actually takes over. Uh, I mean, look at what's happening with cryptocurrency right now. Everybody was high on Bitcoin and now Dogecoin. Dogecoin is where it's cryptocurrency? at. We don't talk about cryptocurrency on the VR podcast. No. Oh, okay. Crypto- All right. Okay. Pay, pay me Dogecoin. some Bitcoin right here and I'll talk about Bitcoin. No. Yeah, here. Um, here. I'm going to make it I'm going to make it <laughs> rain Dogecoin for everybody. Here it is. Here it is. No. Woo. Well, let's point out spatial and Microsoft Mesh, right? Like that's mm-hmm. a very similar thing yep. where spatial is very – the overlap between spatial and Microsoft Mesh is very similar. And I can't even think of that dead company that died a few years ago when uh, Facebook – or when Microsoft rolled out its own like office solutions or showed that they were going to do a mixed reality version of their operating system. There was a startup out there that was trying to extend Microsoft Windows into mixed reality. And as soon as Microsoft announced its own solution, that company just shut down and handed the money back to the investors, said, no, we're done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it's kind of like what those situations are. If, if you're, you're dealing with someone who has a platform, you, you got to be careful. 
Yeah, you know, it happens. Uh, you, you can't even remember the name of the original company. Uh, that's 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 unfortunate. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. So I don't know. Do, do, have we exhausted this conversation? Yeah, we're done. We're, we're done. Are well, we done? I mean, it oh, seems oh, like the people in the comments, they, it activated slow mode in the comments. That's how many people are going off on this right now. That's the first that, time I've seen it. how it is? All right. Well, let, let, let's dig into another piece that we kind of touched on earlier. Uh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA expects GPU shortage to last much of this year, this year being 2021, if you're watching this five years from now, uh, NVIDIA told investors they expect supplies to fall short of demand for much of this year. Um, that's That could have an impact on the decision to bring out another headset. It could, uh, it could redirect. I heard, uh, was it Intel is making chips for cars uh, to kind of supplement that little dip here where they can't get chips. Uh, you can't anticipate what the market is going to want. And going into a following year, suddenly GPUs are scarce. Also, probably because of cryptocurrency mining. I'm just going to throw it out there one more time. Uh, wh- what are we going to do about this, Ian? I mean, do we have uh, – how many comments can we possibly make about a shortage? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I I – I got interested in Bitcoin just from the part, just from the direction of gambling, right? It's it's a nice way to gamble at home uh, without having to go to a, a casino, um, and that's my that's the extent of my interest in in cryptocurrencies. And I, I hope all our VR uh, VR lovers out there are you know standing with me and just you know laughing at the Bitcoin craze. Uh, I. It's kind of a bummer that we're like in year five, uh, almost it seems, of cryptocurrencies making it hard to get um, high-end graphics cards for your machines because they're mm-hmm. you know they're, they're they're being used for other purposes. Um, so uh, yeah, it's, it's shortage is going to continue. When is it going to end? And um, that was another comment that was mentioned in the Bosworth uh, AMA, where they're you know doing a lot of things internally, I guess, to try to ensure that there are uh, Quest twos on shelves for people to pick up throughout this year. Um, you know, it's it's one of these things where if they can't make enough chips, uh, the people who pay the most, that being Apple uh, and companies of that size, are the ones who get first dibs. Uh, for for the remaining supply and facebook is in this position where they're trying to play on apple's level so uh, a company like valve uh, that's making the index are they able to get the supply they need to keep index from going out of stock all the time i don't know and and can they make an index too or uh, a wireless dongle for the index uh those are the things that kind of like come into play when the chips become hard to come by. This really focuses on those of you who are uh, scrambling to try to get the best PC VR experience. I mean, obviously, having a better graphics card will allow AirLink to be better. Uh, having a better graphics card will allow if you have the link cable to do better. Uh, but for those of you who are purely mobile VR gaming uh, or, or using just the Quest 2 as a standalone item, uh, you, you you don't care about this. 
Uh, you just, you just, this isn't really important to you. Uh, unless you have a reason to get one of these, this really isn't news. I was kind of questioning, I was like, is this really news for something like mobile? But then again, there's so many people still doing PC VR that, and, and with AirLink uh, available and things like that, this is going to definitely help uh, your upgrades. I mean, it's not just uh, yeah. the NVIDIA chips that are experiencing the shortage. I mean, it's across the board becoming uh, an issue for all silicon. Uh, and and mm-hmm. I I would really need to dig into it to understand why. I still don't understand it myself, why this is- issue is exactly happening. But uh, that's why it's kind of such an issue that, like, at the moment the Quest 2s themselves become hard to come by on the store shelves. Uh that that is when people start noticing again, and I guess Facebook is making some real real moves here to uh, make sure that that doesn't happen in 2021 uh, after the pandemic of 2020. Yeah, so I don't know. Let's uh, let's see what else we have in the news here. Then well, let's move on. Uh, our last piece of news today is it looks like HTC is teasing a new VR headset this time htc teased another image to its twitter account along with the suggestion that a vr headset geared toward the enterprise market is on the way i saw that quote it said now that the something to the effect of now that the accessories are out of the way let's get down to business so that 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 word the 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 choice to use the word business uh, really hammers home that that enterprise target audience. Am, am I reading that correctly? Yeah, uh, but the thing is, it's a question of whether uh, whether HTC can actually target anything but business outside of China right now. Uh, you know, like there's there's a lot of people that fell in love with the original Vive for very good reason. It was. I have very distinct memory of being at Weaver. Uh, what were they called back then? Wemo? Uh, what, what was their name before Weaver? I can uh, never remember. Um, one Weaver or something, yeah. Uh, anyways, I, I remember being at their studio near the Venice, and they had one of the original uh, five pre-pre's uh, set up. And I watched uh, another person go up to a wall and stop just short of the wall and back up just a little bit. And, you know, they came this close to colliding with the wall before the chaperone uh, stopped them and told them that they were about to hit it. And uh, two hand controllers, obviously, being able to experience your hands for the first time. They shipped that. Uh, Valve and HTC came together, shipped that in April of 2016. And it took Facebook until December of that year to get the touch out to people. And so mm-hmm. people were buying uh, gamepad games for a good six months where there's things like Job Simulator, H3VR, all these really uh, incre- a fantastic contraption, um, all these just incredible room scale experiences that like anyone who tried it went, yeah, this is what I want. This is what I really, really wanted out of VR. I wanted to be able to reach out and grab things and toss them and, and have this experience. And Vive did that. And I can't blame anyone that five years later, you're still running on that original Vive system, loving it every moment that you're using it, hoping that HTC is able to have a trick up its sleeve. But the reality of the situation is that 
uh, they've been pummeled for five years by Facebook. You can look on, we, we talk about it every week on this show, the Pac-Man effect of how much Facebook is eating of the share on Steam. Mm-hmm. And then you combine that with the fact that Valve itself brought up the index and kind of like indexed the market uh, away from HTC. And you've got this situation where there's just not much of a slice left for HTC to compete. The The slice where they can compete is in China, where Facebook doesn't operate. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it's kind of like returning to their home base and uh, these Asian countries where... Uh, western devices won't won't penetrate as much or or decide not to penetrate but yeah here's the chart that shows just uh six months within less than six months quest 2 rift s uh rift quest and then you've got all these other hec headsets but here's this original 2016 headset that stopped selling in 2019 uh still being the highest performing htc headset over the 20 you know that the newest version is only 1%. And so like, it's just this, the situation where uh, I, or Facebook is coming out and telling us all the new features that you want out of an Oculus Facebook headset, the face tracking, the eye tracking, uh, potentially better hand tracking. We can't get that out to you this year. We can't do it well enough this year. We're, you're going to have to wait until at least next year before we can put those, in a really impressive way into a headset. Now, of course, uh, there's the Vive Pro Eye. So there is a HTC Vive uh, Pro version that has eye tracking. Um, there are headsets out there with eye tracking. There's the Pico Neo with eye tracking. Mm-hmm. It's just th- these things need to be done. at th- Those extra features need to be done at such an incredible high level of quality that it works on everyone it's got incredible resources thrown into the software. And I just, I, I, it's hard for me to believe that um, HTC is going to compete. There's the way that the places they compete are the places where Facebook isn't wanted or doesn't want to go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I remember when the, you know, seeing the Vive so still way up here on the list that's it's actually it doesn't surprise me because when when the vive like when the pre came out it was like you'd go to a show and it's like you get a pre and you get a pre and you get a pre and you they were just dumping them out to developers everywhere just trying to build an ecosystem and what they've done with that since then has brought us these things and i guess in some ways the index kind of you know, what wouldn't show up on this that. chart is their focus, right? That the, the focus yeah. isn't going to be on this chart. Their Vive focus. Well, right. But yeah. What we're seeing with Vive focus and even the the Pico Neo three that's that's coming is iterations on what Facebook is doing or what Qualcomm is doing. There, Qualcomm is putting out these reference designs for other manufacturers to use, and. You know, we see it in our comments, and, and I, I, those comments seem like they're probably spot on. That, like, I just don't think when you when you think about the billions of dollars that Facebook is throwing to improve the software. That's another comment in the, in the quotes that Bosworth put out there. They're calling it the year of software at Facebook. It's literally if they can't put out new hardware for us to put on our heads this year, 
they're going to month after month after month improve the software experience on a quest so back at launch you couldn't uh you know since since launch they've added uh wired pc vr then wireless pc vr then hand tracking then couch detection desk detection uh object objects in your player in your room just this endless list of things and they aren't even through halfway through 2021 with these monthly software updates and you've got a uh, HTC trying to compete against that it's it's like how it's bringing a it's bringing a knife to a gunfight uh when you've uh <laughs> when you've got the software money being thrown at it by facebook yeah you know the the focus i've always felt that the focus uh it's one that i don't have in my collection and i'm a little sad that i don't because i always felt like it was actually it was a comfortable it, it is a comfortable headset and i the the numerous times i've used one but i don't have one in my collection uh i might have to track one down Get it? Track tracking. <laughs> All right. Uh, I had I see some comments in here. People were talking about our face tracking and uh, whether or not we're using facial expressions and stuff. No, uh, Ian and I are very cold faced people until we laugh. <laughs> and then the uh, avatar picks it up. But this is just our regular avatar, and then whatever voodoo magic that Heaney has put on it. Um, Let's see what other comments are going on in here. Did you see anything else, Ian, that we would want to address? Yeah, people are By the way, hi, about... Gee. I see that you're in the comments talking now. Hello, Gee. Yeah, I saw people asking about uh, the Hey Facebook feature. Yeah, and, and he's responding, explaining that lots of features hit the U.S. first. I think there's extra hoops to run through in getting uh, privacy features uh, that, that can potentially cause privacy concerns getting those up and running in the eu district uh of the world uh can be a little bit harder uh for lots of those features uh someone is saying that v28 is downloading right now yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get out of here and find v28 is waiting there for me aren't (sighs) yeah lucky yeah (laughs) oh wow all right. Okay. Well, then, hey, you know, maybe uh, maybe that is what we should do. We should wrap up this episode, and uh, everybody can go out and take a look at V28, and everybody can go out and uh, compare their Airlink to their virtual desktop and see see which one they like and see what other fun features there are. Are we expecting any level of uh, updates on, like, I didn't look at the whole, you know, release notes, or were there, like, there improvements? There was a mention... That- somewhere in there yeah i want to say thank you to i I wish i could remember the name of the person but it was really frustrating the way this v28 downloaded uh, the the way the v28 news broke we actually got a tip we saw it uh we saw it hit on on twitter and then we reached out on facebook because there was a reddit post that kind of uh, someone was chatting with facebook customer service and they wanted to find out, I think it was either 120 hertz mode. I think it was maybe 120 hertz mode. They, they were like, when is 120 hertz mode going to hit? I really want that on my headset. And the customer service person at Facebook pasted the entire release notes for hmm. the V28 into the chat log with this person before it had actually been formally announced by Facebook. So I immediately, I'm looking at these release notes going, wow, that's a... Someone someone had to go so, to some 
quite the extent to uh, lie about these these uh, release notes. These look pretty legitimate. Let me go to Facebook and say, you know, are these legitimate face you know release notes? And I'm writing up my article, and right in the middle of writing my article to verify whether these release notes are real, I get the email back from Facebook. Oh, here's the link to our blog post where we have just announced Airlink and uh, Infinite Office and all these different things. So there was, you know, <laughs> there was a, a redditor out there doing very uh, good service to the community in uh, needling uh, customer service for that information uh, moments before it hit the, the wider web. And I just want to say yes, thank you to you, the redditor who 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 supplied that, but also. Thank you to the help person uh, employed by Facebook and uh, the one who had to get off the chat and hurry up and run over and go, post the blog. I just let it out. Post it. Post it. Because, uh, you know, nobody wants a leak. That's that's no fun. I mean, for us it is, but, you know. Uh, All right. Well, as usual. I want to recommend that everybody go and check out UploadVR.com for all your latest news reviews, comments, and interviews. Also, check out our YouTube channel. And if you're more of a podcast type of person, go get our podcast VR download from whatever your respective podcast platform may be. Uh, I also want to uh, thank Heaney for all the lovely updates and everything. This Every time I come into this studio, I feel like it's a little bit better. Uh, I, I'm curious, Ian, are, are we going to get 120 hertz support for the virtual studio? I think he can do it. I think, think? he can do it. He's got okay. to get, get the download like the rest of us, but I think he can okay. do it. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. We'll have to we'll have to keep everybody posted. So uh, to everybody in chat land, thank you for participating. I really appreciate it. Like and subscribe and all that normal YouTuber influencer type of nonsense. And follow us on Twitter and Facebook and all those other things. And uh, happy uh, Doge Day tomorrow, uh, April 20th, to all of you cryptocurrency freaks out there. And uh, I guess that's it. All right. Thank you all very much for watching or listening. We'll see you in the future. Bye-bye.